Fins Shark Week here on the Cotton Guy Show, and we're doing it the best way we know how, by throwing a big old 45th birthday party for a shark named Bruce, a town called Amity, and for a sheriff's deputy named Hendricks, played by the one and only Jeffrey Kramer, who is our guest on today's show. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, for being with us. Thank you. All right, this is the Cotton Guy Podcast on that Hashtag Shows Podcasting Network, and as we celebrate 40 five years of go of jaws we're going to be celebrating um all week with a lot of really cool shark week podcasts but this one we are super excited about jeffrey is somebody that we have been trying to get in contact for a while now um jeffrey kramer he is known for his acting work as deputy jeff Hendricks in jaws and jaws 2 as well as appearing in the films clue and halloween 2 and on television in series such as mash laverne and shirley the incredible hulk and happy days He is an Emmy Award-winning television producer as well, working on such hits as The Practice, one of my all-time favorite shows, and Ally McBeal. He's currently executive producing the series H-Town. He's got quite the resume, and we are happy that he found time to be on our show. Jeffrey, welcome to the Con Guys show. Welcome. I thank you, Con Guys. I'm happy to be here with you. All right. With me today on the show, excuse me, our Cheeseman, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Cheeseman with uh, Conguy.com. All right. Very short and, and ben. simple. <laughs> yeah, and Ben. Hey, everybody. It's old buddy Ben Cleaver. Uh, again, here with the Con Guy, as always. Love it. Right. We are so excited about this, Jeff. Uh, hey, Luke, why don't you go ahead and start with this? I know you've got some cool stuff prepared. Yeah, so we actually met, met Jeffrey a few years ago. Uh, we were at the Halloween 40th anniversary convention he was on some panels there he had a booth there on the floor and then we actually met him there so um here's a old picture of us being there over at his booth (laughs) and i actually have the halloween 2 mask that i was actually wearing i was dressed up like michael myers and uh so went perfectly and got this nice uh signed picture by him so and i like what he said there he said uh What's the matter, uh, what's with, my- matter with my painting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And that's hanging on the wall behind you over there, isn't it, Luke? Well, actually, I want to show Jeffrey. Look at this nice frame I got. It oh, gave it very cool. Yeah. Okay. You this at Michael's. Thank you. Thank you. That's very All right. nice. So it's part of the tiki bar in the background. It's fabulous. The idea that anybody wants my autograph is unbelievable to me. <laughs> you got you got like the best spot on the wall. You're even closer to the tiki. You're you're right there with Carl's sign thing as well. You guys oh, I are. I love it. Yep. I love it. You know, Dreyfus became the godfather to one of my sons from those days. Really? Yeah. My, That's my son awesome. Jeremy. Yeah. That's oh, oh, pretty wow. cool. Very cool. So, hey, Luke. So, there's um actually before we get into talking about Jaws, um, there's some, there's an event coming up that we want to mention. Yeah. So. Uh, Jeffrey, can you tell us about this event you're doing here in August? You bet. It's my very first, okay, it's my digital virgin uh, debut <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> going to be on the fullempirepromotions.com sites on Facebook and Instagram. And then we're going to, at four o'clock in the Eastern Standard Time, and then we're at five. We're going to go on and instead of the cons, which I enjoyed because I got to meet you guys and it was great fun, but you can't do them at the moment. So Dominic, who I just adore and he's so smart and he just loves movies and actors, he put together 
video stores and digital stores for a bunch of us. And I'm going to have my first uh, meet and greet where you can buy Zooms and autograph pictures and things like that. And then they're emailed and sent to you via mail. So it's all very cool. And it's all on August 22nd on the full. Wait, I'll show you. Polly did this. But <laughs> fullempirepromotions.com. Look, her handwriting sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Yeah, is that lowercase capital caps? I know she mixes them all over the place. Polly, what are you thinking? <laughs> this is such an honor to be talking with you. Luke and Ben are two, are very very well steeped in, in like when they when they found out that we were going to have you on the podcast and Luke is the one who reached out to you. It was just like yes, I remember seeing Jaws as a kid at a drive-in movie theater, and I think I was telling Joe Owls about this. On a, on a different podcast, he, um, I was in the front seat with my brother who was in kindergarten. I was in first or second grade, and my mom and dad were um, being lovey-dovey in the back seat during Jaws of all things. And we're in the front seat, what, like I think they were treating it as a baby. Yeah, you didn't tell Joe that story. This was an really? exclusive. Where we're in the front seat watching wow. Jaws eat up the Kittner kid, screaming and hollering, and me and my brother are yelling, "Make it stop! We hate this!" Yes. And my dad threw he threw blankets and pillows on top of us and said, "Put this over your head. You'll be fine." That's <laughs> funny. That was my experience. That's, 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 experience with Jaws. Good yeah. parenting. People people come into con sometimes with four year olds. I'm serious, and they say they've seen the mo movie, and I thought. I should call social services on you. It's too young. Yeah. I mean, that's just too young. But when we did this, Stephen had, and he was still Stephen then. He was not Spielberg. Yeah. He had books of people with severed arms and severed legs underneath the Golden Gate Bridge and nearby Stinson Beach. It was unbelievable. But, you know, none of us knew that this was going to be the iconic uh, movie, it was almost like a perfect creative storm. Mm -hmm. You know, everything just came together. It cut really well. The blessing was the shark didn't work because then you had to rely more on character and more on depth of character and interaction with these really great, interesting uh, small town characters. And in many ways, if they remade this now, everybody would want something, everything bigger and better and faster. And we were blessed because Stephen and everybody had to delve into character. And, you know, as a TV producer, it's not about the story. It's all about the people. You go back week after week because you love watching them do it. You know what they're going to do. You know what House was going to do. You know what Ally McBeal was going to do. But you just came back week after week because you loved them and you loved watching them do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds like the lucky charm in the mix. Just, yeah. just involve you and it'll be successful. It was a perfect storm, truly. And none of us ever swam the same way. Mm -mm. No, of course oh, no. I'm no. afraid of pools still. <laughs> and I actually heard a story. A friend of mine came back from Martha's Vineyard recently, and they were jumping off the bridge. And the newest thing was to say, was to yell, Hendrix, let Bali do the printing before you hit the water. <laughs> How cool is that? I mean, I never would have thought it. Hendrix, let Bali do the boom, boom. 
Oh, man. Wow. Try to get it all out before you hit yeah, the line. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, before we jump into the Jaws questions, uh, we just want to let you know we spoke with uh, Joe recently, and he told us to tell you hello. Joe's the best. <laughs> we became lifelong friends. jean Swark, a lot of the kids in Jaws, too. Dreyfus, I told you, he's the godfather to one of my kids. We, we've been... Uh, it was a seminal... A seminal event in my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and going off of that, um, to kind of dig into some questions here. Obviously, you're an actor. I believe I looked it up. You had one like major credit before going into Jaws, and that was one episode of Barney Miller. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then you go in and you're playing this deputy on Jaws, which at well, the time Jaws was really first. I was New York. I only came out to L.A. after Jaws. OK, well, and so then you you were <laughs> you get this part on Jaws, which they all kind of thought, you know, we talked to Joe Alves, as we mentioned, that they kind of thought, oh, the studio didn't really have a lot of faith in it, but they kept bringing in good sure, footage. Yeah. So they kept like letting him go with it. And uh, you, you get the part of this sheriff's deputy that becomes a big part of the storyline and is then into the sequel when this you know and then this ends up launching into this huge blockbuster film really launching the trend of summer blockbuster films can you talk about how you got to the point of like hey i want to be an actor leading up to the auditioning for jaws getting jaws and then seeing the aftermath of it blowing up like this <laughs> Absolutely. When when I was a very young kid, my parents were very encouraging. My mom was just terrific. And she took me to see Peter Pan on Broadway. And I almost fell out of the balcony, she said. I mean, I was so, I first of all, I didn't ever want to grow up. I thought, mm -hmm. this is stunning, I, you know, to, to be able to command attention like that and to be pretend and have fun at being in other people's skin in a sense mm. and to be creative with your feelings and emotions and using them in different roles in different ways i thought i want to do this and i knew immediately that was what i wanted to do when i was 13 i played warren Beatty's younger brother in a production of compulsion that robert ludlum produced Mm -hmm. And wow. he used me in a book later in the Matlock paper, the hero steals Jeffrey Kramer's car. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, it was so much fun. I just loved it. Mark Crowley, who wrote Boys in the Band, was the prop man uh, on that show. And Ludlam was a producer who always wanted to write books. And I, when I run into Warren, I remind him, I said, you know, when I was 13, I was in that play with you. I couldn't believe it. I thought, I can't wait to grow up. Women just throw themselves at you. <laughs> and I, then I grew up and I realized it was only him. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> they threw themselves at Warren. It did, it, you know, it was unbelievable. So <laughs> then I became an actor and I toured in children's shows and did it throughout high school. And uh, I was in a play in high school with James Whitmore who later on I called to come do one of the first episodes of the practice. And I said, you win an Emmy for this. It's a great role. He goes, kid, kid, you can't say that. You can't say that to an actor who's going to win the Emmy. And you know what he did? 
Yeah. He won wow. best guest actor in an episode for uh, an episode of The Practice. He was so That's good. And then I went and I read it in the vineyard paper that they were going to do because my mom was born on the vineyard and my grandparents lived there and we summered there and went to camp there. And I read that they were going to do a movie. So I called my agent in New York and they got me an appointment with Stephen and I flew to Boston. And I went into this meeting and we just talked. And I walked out of the meeting and I said to a friend who had flown down and also had a meeting said, yeah, I said, you know what, I'm going to get this. And 10 days later, I think I was in Virginia shooting a commercial and I get the call and boom. And it's the only time in my life I just felt that way. I just knew it. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. When did you, I, real quick, when did you know, like, when did you get the feeling, wow, this Jaws movie oh, is a big only deal. when it opened. Because yeah. I was in New York, they were all here. And then I came out shortly afterward. I knew nobody except the people at Universal. So I go to, I would, so went to Verna's office and Stephen and I love Verna's family. And it, they were the only people I know. I soon made friends. I mean, I don't have a problem doing that, but I knew nobody. It was a little scary at the very beginning. But it was very cool. And uh, it, you know what? Because I was a supporting player, it didn't open tons of doors for me. You still had to go and audition and yeah. do this stuff. And, and you know what? I wasn't savvy enough how to kind of capitalize on it. So I just went and did this and auditioned. And, and it was like this. It was up and down and... Uh, you know, you're as good as your last show does, and boom. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I once started yep. a series, and then it was such a disaster. It was Jack Elam and myself called Struck by Lightning. And he was the Frankenstein monster. And I was the great great grandson of Dr. Frankenstein. And I owned an inn in Maine, and he was the handyman. And he was always getting struck by lightning. And then he'd go, <laughs> oh. You know, like, oh, good, it scratched my back. <laughs> All right. I love this guy, Jack Elam. He was such a fabulous guy. Mm -hmm. well, well, first question uh, with the film directly. Um, so you, I, I saw in another interview you were talking about your first day that you didn't feel quite well because you had a little bit of nerves the first day of I filming. I so nervous. I could have really thrown up in the, in, <laughs> on that beach. It, and, you know, it's so funny because there's a guy, Jonathan Philly, I've known him since we were kids. That was the first day of principal photography, you know, there and the dropping into thing into, into frame and and kind of almost vomiting. And it was I was nervous. Oh, boy. Was that theme, did they actually have more to follow up on Luke's question? Did they have more of Chrissy's remains on the beach? No, that you you saw what you saw. It was okay. really the arm, is what you okay. saw. So they never made like a severed head or like a, any no. kind of attached torso or anything. <laughs> that would have really been Luke. That would make me throw up just looking at that. <laughs> you know, Ben Gardner's head coming out of the boat was done at Vernafield swimming pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really. I'm just amazed, like what a PG 
movie could get away with then that today PG movies are like what G movies were back in the 70s. Without a doubt. Yeah. You know what they do at eight o'clock on television now, I can't believe. Oh my, my mother <laughs> turned me on years ago to two and a half men and I couldn't believe they were saying that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. Now, what was it like working with uh, some of the cast there? You know, like, did, did you work like get to know Roy Scheider pretty well. And I know with uh, Murray Hamilton, you became buddies with him. I loved Murray Hamilton. What a classy guy. He used to keep a bottle of gin in my boot in the trailer that we Because <laughs> at one point, Murray could only drink gin and milk, particularly on Jaws 2. But I just love Murray and the whole skunk story. And he's the he was the best. Roy, <laughs> Roy was not as warm you know i didn't know him that well and jaws one he was a very nice guy jaws two he was he didn't want to do the movie he was forced to do it and mm -hmm. it was a little tougher yeah you you know the stories of him and Janot choking each other and Janot is the classiest act in the world he's just a fabulous director and man and uh, a dear dear friend now yeah. he like kind of tanned unevenly while he was doing it right and they had to fix that in post well he got so dark that they had to color correct him roy <laughs> he'd sit out there with you know with one of those reflectors <laughs> and he'd be in a g-string and boom he got so dark and they had to color correct him there's a mental image for you a golden brown roy scheider and a g-string on the beach <laughs> He always looked like he had leathery skin in a sense, you know? <laughs> he was 20 years old when he did it, right? He just looked older. How old were you? I tell people I was nine when we made this movie. Because now I look like a bus hit me. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, Jeffrey, when you talk about, uh, you know, the first film uh, you talked about, back in the day, Spielberg, he was just Steven. He wasn't Spielberg yet. He was just Steven. When you're working on a film, the shark's not working. You know, this is his second, I think, major film that he was working on. What was it like working with a young, fairly new, fresh Steven Spielberg back then? Just problem solving, figuring out how to do the film. Well, but he was still Steven then. And he really was open to ideas and other things and improvisation. You know, the rocks, the, the this, you know. What's the matter with my printing? You know, it's all kind of, he was very open. He was very encouraging. We didn't rehearse a lot, uh, if, if at all, really. And he just knew what he wanted and he knew what he didn't want. And he was the, the director. It didn't matter how old he was. He was the guy. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, you, who knew he would turn out to be this iconic legend and he'd be Spielberg and... But he was always a good, decent, nice man. And I appreciated that. And when I ran into him uh, in LA, he was always cordial and we weren't close friends by any means, but he was a, just a decent human being who uh, was kind. I think he was quite kind. Mm -hmm. And you know, years later, many, many years later, we had won the Producers Guild of the Year uh, Award for um, the practice, I think it was. And David Kelly couldn't be there, and I'm going to accept it. And Stephen is presenting it in front of 600 people. And he says, 
uh, oh, and Jeffrey, uh, oh, he's, oh, he's, he's presenting the award and he go, they announce the award and he says, oh, Jerry, I'm so proud of you. And I think, oh my God, you just called me Jerry. What am I going to have to say? No, no, it's Jeffrey. It's Jeffrey. I couldn't do it. So I said, just said, thank you very much. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, you, wait, you think, oh boy, what will I do? I use this on the Tonight Show or something, you know, something. Right. But, you know, it was just so funny. Yeah. So humor in it. And he didn't mean anything by it. It was just, he didn't <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we got it here. Speaking of the production, like as a screenwriter myself, myself and Luke are screenwriters, and Ben, he's an he's an actor. So we love hearing the stories about the making of Jaws. Like, did you ever interact at all with uh, Carl Gottlieb, the writer? Well, I did, and we became friends. You know, we have mutual friends too. But I also ran a summer theater on Martha's Vineyard. I produced it and played all the best young men's roles. So when I wasn't working there, I'd go back and. Uh, and do things because we hired great directors from New York who knew our work and got to know us and they'd hire us all winter. And this is one week stock. So you were doing, rehearsing a play during the daytime and performing a different one at night. Oh, and wow. in those days, if you didn't go home and learn 30 pages of dialogue in a night, you couldn't cut it. Mm -hmm. I, don't, mm -hmm. I couldn't do that anymore. Whoa. And I, Luke, you and I were talking like, are you, and you had some, you had a question about Hendrix and Brody and the boat. What was that? Well, I was just wondering if, if Brody invited you along on the journey out on the Orca, would Hendrix have gone? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Time. <laughs> what have you been chumming? We, we were chumming. I love being on that boat with Captain Red and Jaws too. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. He was a real captain down there. He was great. Nice. Yeah. Now, what, what was it like seeing the shark kind of in person and, and work? Did you get to interact with Joe as well? Well, Joe, Joe and I became immediate uh, deep, deep friends. And we hung out together. And we did for years and years and years. I still speak to him uh, at times. You know, we just went out. Uh, uh, Greg Nicotero redid the shark mm -hmm. for the museum, uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Museum. And we all went out and did some publicity for it. And my Joe was there and Joe, all my kids know Joe and families know each yeah. other. And I mean, lifelong who, friend. And for those who don't know, uh, we're talking about Joe Alves, who actually yeah. designed the shark, the production designer for Jaws. And Joe did Close Encounters. I mean, he's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. It was exciting talking with him. And and he probably told you how accidentally they ended up on Martha's Vineyard. Did he? It's really? Well, because they looked at certain things and there was a storm and he ended up on the vineyard and ended up there. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's so interesting because in those days, if you had a sailboat in the horizon, you had to just wait until it passed. Yeah. And now in green screen, you can do anything you want. It was unbelievable. And the greatest thing for all the actors was to have the shark not working. And then we, they improvised scenes. We, they wrote them overnight. It was great. Wow. 
Now I heard it was kind of rowdy off off screen too. I got family into the beach scene. It was so much fun. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was great. Hey Luke, what were you asking? I was just saying, like, I from like Jaws Log and just other interviews I've heard. I heard it got kind of uh, a little rowdy offset, or there's just a lot of fun and kind of craziness going on behind the making of the movie. Yeah, you could probably hear your liver yelling, stop! <laughs> it, it, I mean, it was great. It was, you know, the, the drinking and fun. And I remember walking back to the hotel with Murray, and, you know, you'd see uh, uh, Garson Kanan and uh, Ruth, uh, what was her name? The one who was in with the movie with Bud Cord about Ruth Gordon. She was a famous actress, an old woman who did that yeah, that thing with Bud Court about an old woman and a young guy who have an affair, kind of. Oh, I can't remember the name Is of that Maud? See all these people walking down the street in Edgartown. And, and the crew was just fabulous. I, be, I, I became lifelong friends with some of them, too. Yeah. It was fabulous. Great people. Are you speaking of Harold and Maud? Harold and Maud, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Real quick, you said you kind of, they kind of just stumbled kind of across Martha's Vineyard on accident. I even heard though that like Peter Benchley, like Joe was kind of asking him like, what do you think Martha's Vineyard is that kind of an idea of what you had in the book? And then he was like, no, oh, that's not it or whatever, but it still no, kind of happened long, anyway I, that way. Yeah. You're long on them, but Wendy Benchley now lives on the vineyard part-time in the summers, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben. Oh man. Well, I just, I'm having a good time just as an actor myself, um, listening to you talk about like when you auditioned and you were like, I know I got this because I think, I think you buck the trend a little bit. You're telling an actor that he's going to get an Emmy and then he wins an Emmy and you're like, I got this part. And then you get the part. Yeah. Cause a lot of times for me, I'm like, I got this part and then I don't get it. And then the times when I'm like, I'm totally not going to get cast in this. Then I book the role. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, that's encouraging uh, to hear that. usually the way it is. Right. This was such an anomaly for me. It was very different. Um, to move on to Jaws 2, can you talk about how you uh, became part of that film? Like, obviously, Jaws is a great success. They're moving on. They're like, we're going to do a sequel. Does your phone ring? What happens at that point? So they made a deal to bring me back. And I came back. And John Hancock was the director. And he had cut my part in two. And he cast another actor named Marshall Efron, who's a, quite a large man. And he gave him all the best lines. And I show up and I said, I, I don't want to do this then. Hmm. You didn't tell me this. That isn't the way it is. And I left. Wow. I just, it wasn't worth it to me after having such a nice little role. And it was no, nothing big. And it's what you can make of things. And it, and it just, I didn't want to be second banana on that to another deputy when I had thought I'd shown my chops in the first one a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I left and he got fired. I heard an apocryphal story that he says, <laughs> I want this boat. I want this sailboat to come towards camera. And they said, you can't, you can't, because it's right. You can't sail into the wind. I don't care, he says. So they had to have it towed. I don't know if that's true or not, but he was fired <laughs> after three weeks, which was a big deal because we were 
two, three weeks into shooting. Oh, and wow. then Jano Swart came in and he evidently said, where's the guy who did it in the original? Put those back together and let's, you know, get him. And I came back and it was great. You know, the joke, because it was such a long shoot. Well, and the shark didn't work often. Yeah. I mean, three units out in the ocean and sometimes we didn't get a, a foot of film. Yeah. But it was it was a great experience with people. And the joke was it was so long that if any of us ever went to prison, you got six months off of any jail term just for doing Jaws 2. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now I have a question about the character. Now, did Hendrix, do you feel like he changed any from the first film to the second, you know, going through this hard town kind of thing? Well, in the first one, it was Lenny Hendrix. And, you know, I was always on the periphery and whatever. And you try to make the most out of what you have. Jaws 2, I it called me Jeff in one scene. And for some reason, the only time we, they left it and it changed, the name changed. Just, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Guy, but it was weird. And in Jaws 2, I just loved doing more things. And it was more fun in some ways for me. I really felt part of it. But we all lived in a, in a, a Holiday Inn at Navarre Beach, Florida. And in those days, you know, right near Pensacola when you shot it, so you'd see a nuclear-powered aircraft carrier in the background. There was nothing you could do but wait for it to pass. And it was just a really long shoot. It was almost nine months, I think. Wow. And you don't think he went through the post-traumatic stress that the character Brody did as far as – because you you seemed like you're enjoying that little show or that, like, Miss Amity came in and you're all smiling. You didn't seem as bothered as Brody did. No. No. He played Anst really well. <laughs> all right. Um, now, obviously, we know that after Jaws 2, there was Jaws 3D, which uh, was directed by Joel Alves and Jaws the Revenge. Um, was was there any talk of bringing you back? Uh, Not really, but Joe and I were such good friends. I ended up uh, looping Jaws 3. You know, what does that mean? The loop groups add crowd noises and all that stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. And as an actor, you get paid to do that. And that was that was fun. They were friends of mine. And but all of those kids in Jaws, too, many of them are still close with Gary Springer is one of my dearest friends in the world. I still see Gigi and Don John Dukakis. We all have a joint text that we text each other almost daily. <laughs> it was really fun. Hey, I have a question. So what, another one of my I love the fact that you had to get all sick looking at a dead body. But there's another film that you were in that you were known to keel over looking up at a dead chart up body Halloween too. so how is it that you became known as the guy who is uh, looking at dead bodies in these films truly <laughs> <Ruly> by chance <laughs> my friend rick rosenthal directed it and he said when you come in it's a scene with donald pleasance who i had great respect for i'm actually not a fan of scary movies i'm like yeah <laughs> But it was it was fun and it was a dummy and I'm scratching the teeth, you know, and that was fun. And it was it wasn't only we didn't work for it long. It was a day or two, you know, not much. Yeah, because that, that was because Halloween, two was what, like 1970, 
1980 or something. So it was something really like cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was right around the same time yeah. you just finished up Jaws 2, I think. Well, Jaws 2 was 77, I think. Mm-hmm. It came out in 78, I think. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, it was right after that. And then the movie Clue. I didn't know that Jaws 2, you said you guys were down at Navarre Beach in Florida. Is yeah. that where you filmed? Yeah, but we traveled to Destin and other areas there. And some of it, initially, the first two weeks or so, they went to the vineyard to do exteriors. And I don't know what they used on that or not. They used some. Yeah. And and my last question about this, and you talked a little bit about it, but like, was Jaws 2 harder or was Jaws 1? Which was of the two films was a, a more grueling take, a more grueling film? Well, if, but my perspective is not the norm. You know, I was yeah. the actor waiting to be called into work. Jaws 2 was much, much more grueling. Wow. The, the weather, the everything else, the shark not working, the, you know, we, on the vineyard, the, it was a little more protected. The shark had... They try to work out a bunch of those things, and the crews were terrific. But Jaws 2 was so long that, you know, it's interesting because, you know, in Hollywood, this happens a lot. And guys go off and work for a while. This was so long, and it started to affect marriages. Oh, man. Jeez. A long, that's a long shoot. Jeez. And it's the days before Zooming and, you know, FaceTime and just couldn't do it. Long distance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Jerry. Just kidding. Yeah. Hey, uh, gonna... He calls me Jerry all the time. This is making me nuts. <laughs> I was just going to uh, say really quickly, uh, slightly off topic, but uh, one of uh, a, a favorite film of my wife and I is Clue. Can you just talk for just a minute or, or less on, on your experience I mean, working on that? Everybody comes up to me. Clue, I think, was a babysitter picture. You know, they'd show it to you when they went out because it was safe. <laughs> yeah. And I had such a good time. I love Deborah Hill, who produced it. She's long gone from this world, but she was a fabulous human being and yes. great woman. And what a cast. And it was so much fun. Of course, I get killed way too quick. <laughs> walk in the door and they kill me with a wrench in the you know by the fireplace it was tough. <laughs> hey luke I, it was a it was a joy yeah that's great that's hilarious hey look you've got interiors a- by the way all you know they built that on the on the paramount lot oh really wow. yeah <laughs> hey luke you got five quick questions you'd like to ask them yeah, so since we're kind of interviewing some different people from you know the Jaws fandom, I was just wondering if you could give us a couple, just uh, five questions that are kind of just quick, kind of fun Jaws type questions that I may cut together for a future video. But it was just wondering if you round. sure just a little lightning round, yeah. So, uh, what was your favorite character in Jaws? In Jaws the movie? Yeah, yeah. it would have to be Richard. Yeah, Hooper. Super. I mean, as an actor, you you that's the kind of role you'd always want to play. Right. Yep. You know. But now, I what was the your... guy who played Hendrix was pretty good. I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> we liked him. All right, what's the next one? He had hair. By far the best. Uh, what was your favorite line from the movie? 
What's the matter with my printing? There you go. There you go. Awesome. See what happens when you let other people do the printing? <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. What was, your, what was the, your favorite scene from the film? Yours are just out of the whole film altogether. Oh, I loved when I'm holding the sign up smiling and the shark is hanging there and did that shark smell? Oh my God. After three days, that was, those were my favorite scenes. I loved doing them and they were busy and lots of people and fun and loved it. Now, do you own any of the props or the memorabilia from the movie? No, and people call me all the time. They go, how can you not have them? First of all, they take it all back. They took the costumes back. They took everything. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it never does. Who knew this was going to be an iconic movie? Nobody. Mm-hmm. First summer blockbuster. I think well, Joe. Nice hat, Jeffrey. Is that uh, an Amity Police hat? That's technically a memorabilia type well, thing. Well, this hat. Yeah, but I. this is not from the show. <laughs> yeah, but it's. It's something that resembles the movie, so that. Oh yeah, and I, I, I love that hat. Where'd you get it? Coffee cups that say Amity Police. I got it from a company in England that sold them. I found it on Etsy. Nice, love Ben. What, what were you saying, Ben? Well, I was just gonna say. I think Joe's got you covered on uh, on keeping memorabilia from the set because oh, we were talking well, to him Jeffrey. the other day, and he's just like, I keep everything. So he's <laughs> in that world, and he, you know, he kept his sketches. He yeah, right. put together that great book of his sketches and Joe's so talented and he's an exceptional guy. And boy, we'd see each other three, four times a week for years after that movie. Cool. Wow. And right. then final number five, final question, uh, favorite day or memory filming on Jaws? Oh, the, the one I'll never forget is the first day. You know, it was such a uh, an exciting time. You the the honey wagons were way down the 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 beach. They I watched them lay uh, wood planks for the camera on the beach, so the camera could move and zoom and and it was just so exciting to be part of a real Hollywood movie mm. for me. I was a New York actor, New York based actor. And to get this and do this was just stunning. It was so exciting for me. That's cool. Hey, Jeffrey, we are kind of running down close to the end of our, our podcast. Here. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, then pitch it to the guys so they can have their kind of wrap up questions. But I, the thing that's interesting is fans of Jaws and fans of Halloween, they all know you from that, but they are less familiar with you as a producer. And But you are in the process. You, H-Town is something that you are in the process of. H-Town was a pilot that didn't go. Oh, no. I have one now, which is really interesting. We just took it out to the streamers on last Friday for the weekend, and we'll see if it sells. It's called Bitter Brew, and Mm -hmm. it's the story of the Anheuser-Busch family. Written by a guy, a book by uh, Bill Needlesader, who wrote the book that I'm dying up here is based on, too. And it is five generations of men who knew more about hops and barley than they did about their own sons. And maybe their biggest flaw was underestimating their women and children. I mean, these were like, they made America a beer drinking nation and they were like the first 
kings and queens of uh, of America in many ways. They practice yep. primogenitors, unbelievable. And I got a big southern soap called uh, Peachtree Bluffs that we're going trying to sell. And actually, we got I have a book called Revenge by Laura Blumenfeld that is so exciting. Yeah. It, it's about a woman who seeks revenge and goes around the world because somebody had shot her father and finding out what different societies do about it and what is the best revenge. And then I have a big novel, a thrilling novel in the Jack Reacher, Jack Ryan kind of uh, mold. Nice. So that's really cool. I, mean, I must tell you. Am I, am I hearing I won't jinx wait, wait. I need one more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, th that sounds exciting. Bitter Brew sounds like one of the coolest names I can imagine for Not a really. school. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to throw it over to Ben and Luke right now. My pleasure. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking well, to you. I had a great time. Um, I, as, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm an actor myself. And so I always, I love to listen to the stories, uh, particularly people who've worked on the, the films that have inspired me jaws and it's ensuing sequels and all the, all the big blockbuster action, fun movies from the eighties. Like I mentioned clue as well. Uh, so it's just been really inspiring, uh, to hear you tell your stories today. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you, it. You honor me guys. Fabulous. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Luke. Do you have any questions to, to close out the show here? Yeah, and I, I look. It was awesome meeting you as well at the Halloween 40th anniversary. Glad we finally made it happen. Got to do this this panel here, and, and it's been a lot of fun. And just a kind of final question as far as the convention scenes go. Do you have any kind of like favorite stories from conventions? No, except that it led me to this point where I met you guys. You know what? I really want to thank you because. This is not how I earn my living, how I, you know, do this, but it really rejuvenates me and it, it inspires me when people really love movies and particular movies that, you know, you know everything about and you're, it makes me feel so kind of appreciated and uh, honored and I thank you guys. I mean that sincerely. Oh, wow. Well, we um, thank you. You've given us so many years of, of, of joy. And Ben, I know that you were super excited about coming on today. That was really so cool. So if you jump off the bridge, you got to say, Hendrix, let Molly do the brindy before you hit the water. And it's not <laughs> we so got to do that. <laughs> yeah, but before we go, we do have to remind people about the event coming up. Luke, if you can oh, yes. go ahead and uh, put the graphic back up for the event that. Oh, yes. Bull yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Well, let's get right. his. I like <laughs> his. Yeah, the, the I like, well, Polly did this, you know, and it kind of <laughs> sucks. But it's if you go to fullempirepromotions.com and August 22nd at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, mm -hmm. uh, I, there's a Q&A and at 5, I'll do videos and uh, sign autographs and whatever you want. And I'm honored to do it. Awesome. Well, I just got to get it while I'm still here because, you know, it's not like 45 years ago, uh, you know. <laughs> well, well, you sound like a lucky man, so maybe you'll have another 40 or 50. I am blessed. Life is good. Not com No complaints. You seem to be busier now than you have ever been, which is kind of exciting. It's kind of, yeah, you know, a young writer came to see me the other day 
This is a true story. He says, how old are you? <laughs> if I tell you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Ageism in Hollywood, you know. Well, it's true. There is. That's why we all wear these hats. And, and yeah, for sure. Hats. All right. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, for coming on the show today. This has been such an honor. And it, for celebrating 45 years of a movie that changed all of our lives. Jaws, what a great one. Thank you for talking to us about Jaws, but also about your your life and your your, your history there. And uh, if we ever get a chance to uh, talk to you again, we would love to. And if we ever see you in a convention, we're going to come find you, man. For sure. I thank right. you very much. All right. And Luke and Ben, if you guys can go ahead and say where people can find you online. Ben? ben? Yeah, uh, you can find me at B-E-N-K-L-I-E-W-E-R. That's Ben Cleaver on all social media or BenCleaver.com. So mm -hmm. there you go. She's been. Yeah. And you don't have your red cup. But what, do, what do you got this time, Ben? <laughs> I'm drinking ginger ale. I had a little bit of a, an upset stomach today. So I was. Uh, Why do they call oh. you Cheeseman? <laughs> that, that's my last name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God-given last name. Who would have thought? I can't take myself too seriously, I guess. Right. It's true. And where can we find you, Luke? Cheeseman? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at CheeseOnCouch and also on theconguy.com. And I just want to say, as we close the show, too, we're going to play a nice clip of Jeffrey promoting the event as well. So I just want to let you know to hang, hang tight and watch that clip and support Jeffrey. Get to meet him in person. This is how he'll be with you. So you got to you got to meet him. You got to get an autograph. I got mine. Yeah, boy. Go to Michael's, get it framed, hang it on your wall. Yep. <laughs> right. Just don't ask him his age. Hey, Jeffrey, um, before we go into the video, do you have anything else that you want to uh, to say to encourage people about your, your upcoming event? No, except that I, I enjoy these things. I don't do them often. Mm -hmm. rare. It's rare for me to do them. And uh, Dominic found me and uh, we just hit it off and uh, he's opened my eyes to this stuff. And I just I love doing it. It's a lot of fun for me. So, because I like people and I appreciate you and none of it's possible without you guys. Well, we appreciate you. And you can follow us at theconguy.com here on the Hashtag Show Network. Again, that's theconguy.com. Follow us on Twitter at theconguy.com. And also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere you follow people, follow the con guy. All right, Luke, let's see that video. All right. Roll the clip. <laughs> Come on. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Kramer, and I'm going to have my very first online digital event on August 22nd at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can get Polly. Thank you. Oh, Polly at fullempirepromotions.com. Thanks, Paul. Fullempirepromotions.com. And it's gonna stream live on there, Full Empire Promotions, Facebook, and YouTube accounts. And you can pre-order video greetings and Zooms and pictures. Zooms are five minutes each, and they get emailed to you, and I hope you'll come. It's on the 22nd at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, you honor me by coming, and I would love to honor you back by having some fun with you and hopefully sharing some memories. And uh, 
I like to give back. You guys give me a lot. Okay, come on, get out of there. Take this stuff back to the office and get to work on those signs. Right. Beaches closed, no swimming. I order the Amity PD. Let Polly do the printing. What's the matter with my thing? Let Polly do the printing. So, fullempirepromotions.com and trust me, <laughs> I'm not letting Polly do the printing. Hey, all you con guy fans. Thanks for tuning in today to watch our interview with Jeffrey Kramer. Boy, he was a delight. I could listen to him talk for hours. Uh, be sure that you stay tuned to theconguy.com and our Shark Week celebration. Tomorrow we have the one, the only Carl Gottlieb, and we're so stoked about that interview. Finishing out the week on uh, Saturday with Greg Nicotero. Uh, also super excited about that. Go back and check out some of our previous episodes for this week. We've got uh, David Bigelow with Return of the Orca, Joe Alves, Jeffrey Voorhees. Uh, it's been a blast this week, so go back and check out other episodes. Be sure to tune in later this week. Happy Shark Week, everybody.